The home of the Flyers, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Hey, everybody. Welcome into Flanagan's Pub. It's John Bedell, former Flyer Brooks Hall, and you here for Flyer feedback after a Dayton win, 53-51 over the Rhode Island Rams. Two-point win gets Anthony Grant and company to 14-7 overall and now 6-2 in Atlantic 10 play. Uh, Brooks, your thoughts on this one? Well, I mean, first let's start with a win is a win, right? Like I know we, we can break it down in a minute, but at the end of the day, um, that's a big win. And Rhode Island is a talented team, dangerous team that, that can win in any, any arena. And, and so Dayton to hold on um, kind of shorthanded with Weaver out, Malachi banged up. We'll talk about that later. Um, that is a very important win. Now, defensively, I'm comfortable saying we are an elite defensive team. We, we've just seen a large sample, and, and, and I think they have grown. They are a very, very good defensive team. Unfortunately, we're still a very, very mediocre offensive team. Um, fortunately, we're so good defensively, it allows us to win games like this. But, but uh, you know, a lot to improve on, but overall, man, good home win. I think it was nervous times for Dayton fans as this one went on because, Brooks, the game, from my view, turned just ugly offensively. And they kept leaving the door open, did the Flyers, yeah. for Rody down the stretch. And I think there's a lot of Dayton fans thinking, oh, man, you've got you've to close the door on them, man. You cannot let them hang around like this, you know, seven, five, four points. Um, but eventually, I mean, give Dayton credit for salting that game away and, and coming out with, with the two-point win. But it, it was, there was nervous times down oh, that stretch. Oh, absolutely. I was sitting there. I mean, I walked, before I had to head over here, I mean, I was sitting there watching, and I think Dayton was up nine, and I made the comment uh, to, to who I was sitting with and basically said, I don't feel good about this. Yeah. You could just feel that the momentum had shifted. Dayton wasn't playing great. Um, and I thought it was going to come down to a, to a one- or two-possession game like it did. And, and so – that's the one thing we haven't improved on yet. We still haven't learned. We haven't learned how to close games. Now we're winning. We are winning some, but but right. to even allow teams back in it, we do that too often, and that's that's something that we're going to have to definitely improve um, the rest of this year, and then moving into next year. Well, and that's where the George Mason loss last weekend right. comes back to bite him. I've right. said since that one happened, that's one. You're, that's a cushion you're going to want to have back when you go lose a road game against an actually good team. Uh, that's going to come back to bite you. You're going to have that cushion because we know with with the position they're in, to, to be able to backdoor it into the NCAA tournament, they're going to have to get the auto bid. So from here on out, it's all about trying to get a top four seed in the league to secure yourself that double buy and making it a little bit easier on yourself to win the A-10 tournament. So now it's all about chasing, at the time, right now, the Davidson Wildcats sitting at the top of the conference standings undefeated. Um, so tonight, Brooks, big win because you had to, you had to beat Rody tonight. It's yeah, a big one. Yeah, you, we had to do it. And if we're trying to win a, a – a league title, right? We're still in contention uh, to, to win a league title. But at the end of the day, aside from that, that's very important and let's aim for it. But aside from that, it's literally about getting ready. So when we hit the conference tournament, yeah. we're playing at a level that we can win three, four games straight to get, get to the tournament. We should mention history tonight for Deron Holmes. He had 50 blocks through 20 games coming into tonight. Uh, his sixth block tonight, he got history, Brooks, 56 for the season. That is now the all-time single-season record for blocks for a flyer, and he did it in fewer than 21 games because tonight was his 21st. So Deron Holmes eclipses the late, great Steve McElvain for the single-season block record with 56. Yeah, shout-out shout out to Big Steve. You know, we, we, we miss Big Steve. So people are starting to talk about NBA, right, with, with Holmes, rightfully yeah. so, and, yeah. and they should. I mean, he's not going to be here four years. Let's just let's just say it is what it is. Um, 
in one of the reasons why he is an elite shot blocker. And, and, and it's a natural thing. It's not something, yeah, you can practice and hone your skill, but he's just a gifted because it's about timing and instinct and getting off your feet quick and all these different things. That is his elite skill. And he's polishing up everything else. Uh, you know, he's got a high motor. He's coached all these things, man. It's going to make him. Now, he just needs to put some weight on. And, and, and how the, he's only going to be here however long it takes him to get physically ready. It's not going to be a skill thing. I mean, over the next year or two, I mean, he's going to be league ready. Um, it's just going to be, can he physically compete? Yeah. What do you say to Dayton fan who looks at this one, Brooks, and just says, man, why don't they just speed it up offensively? I don't like the way they're playing on the offensive side of the ball and just blech, to this offensive effort. Yeah, I would say I feel you. Because it's been a week of this. Yeah, yeah, I would say I agree. I feel your pain. I, I, I don't know, and I haven't been at practice in a few weeks, um, but I will say this. People are giving Coach Grant and staff a hard time saying, why, why are they slowing it down? I don't think it's coach slowing it down. They, they, put, they preach pace. They, they preach tempo. They want them to play fast. Coach Grant can't run the fast break. I mean, how many times, if you really watch Coach Grant and staff, you don't see him holding his hands up saying, slow down, slow down. That, that's not happening. I mean, at the end of the day, you can coach it, and you can, you can, that can be part of the game plan, but your players have to execute. So, so it's not 100% staff. Now, how do you get them to do it is the question. Right. But, but at the end of the day, He's not telling them to slow down. I don't know why we're not looking to push in tempo. If the guys aren't comfortable, I have no idea. But, but I'm with you and any fan that wonders. We are a much better team playing fast when we don't have to run half-court offense. And we've seen enough of Anthony's offense to know that's when his offensive scheme hits the turbo there you boosters go. Yep. is when they play with pace and yeah. space. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they just look – I sensed it in your voice on Tuesday with you calling the game, Brooks, yeah. and then Larry and Josh talking about it tonight. Whether it was the, the goofy, unorthodox was the word you kept using, Fordham's defense, oh, yeah. where they're sagging off shooters, and you know you suddenly Kamara and, and Molly are kind of second-guessing, like, do I shoot? Yep. And then tonight, Larry's saying, these guys just look timid. Kobe Brea, like, not taking shots he should be taking. So I don't know what's going on with them right now, but they just, at times, offensively, they seem, I think, timid is the word I would use. Well, I'll tell you this. So, so part of it is, yeah, timid, but part of it is everybody, does, they, you don't want to hear the excuse about young and inexperienced, and I'm with you. But, Nor do I. God, I'm so but, tired but, of that narrative. But, but listen to me. Here's why it's relevant to your question. You're still learning to switch from scout to scout and different. You're going to see different schemes where one team plays this junk defense one night, and two days later, it's a completely different look. So, so what I'm saying is that throws young, inexperienced guys off. It takes them longer to adjust from the scout to the – again, I don't use the experience thing as an excuse. It's a reason. That is, that is a legit – we're just going to talk real basketball. That is a – it's tough for young guys to adjust, especially that Fordham. It was a, a funky yeah. – they did a whole lot of weird things that game. Um, but I, I don't know why Brea – because Brea two games ago was playing with the most confidence he's played since he's been here. So I don't, I don't know what happened there. Um, I'll tell you this, though. How, how important is shot making, man? You know, like tonight, that game didn't have to be as close in the last few minutes. I, we had a million open looks that we just couldn't get to drop. Couldn't get. You know, like they say in the NBA, like it's a, it's a miss or make league, right? You, you yeah. make shots or miss them, that determines a lot. And tonight, man, we just missed a lot of open looks. As you know, my favorite NBA team is the Cleveland Cavaliers, and Mr. Cavalier, Austin Carr, always talks about timely buckets, Brooks. Yes, and yeah, that's yeah, something yeah. that yeah. Dayton just didn't – they didn't have a whole lot of timely buckets tonight. They could have used some of those no, that stretches. It would have pushed that out a little bit. No, that's a great point. And, and not only timely everything, so timely assists, timely turnovers, timely – like when – yeah, stats are cute and they look good, but, but when – at what point in the game did that happen? 
what was the importance of the game. Like, for example, Molly did not play well tonight by his standards, like what we're used to seeing. Now, he is banged up. He's dealing with a wrist injury. I saw him the entire halftime getting stretched by, by the trainer. I don't know if they're working with a hip or a back. Um, you know, we'll kind of talk about why in a minute, why he's banged up, but he's banged up. Now, when I left the arena, he had like five assists, five rebounds. I mean, statistically, it looked good. But there were some timely turnovers throughout the game that, that he had that were big momentum killers, those kind of things. So uh, your point about timeliness is, 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 is key. And there were some of those. Like the one of them I wrote down was 45-36, the three that El Kobe Elvis hit. Uh, he gives a ball fake, little sidestep after the guy bit it, hook, line, and sinker, steps aside, splash, 45-36. I thought that was one where they pushed it out to a little more comfortable lead when it was getting a little little tense. Yeah. And then, I mean, Deron Holmes finally ending a, God, uh, what, a 747 field goal list yeah. stretch for Dayton where they were one of their last 12 finally after Deron Holmes put the dunk in to make it 47-42. Uh, and then another one from Deuce, 248 left. He taps the ball in off a Kamara miss. 49-42. So yeah. there was there was some timely buckets, but you know it was like to push it out to seven from five. Right, it was getting right, real tense, you know. Right. So um, defensively tonight, two Brooks. I thought whatever Fordham was doing certainly gave them fits Tuesday tonight. As soon as Rody switched to that two-three yep. zone, that was what started giving Dayton fits. Yeah, and and, and it was also a different style of two-three zone. Like yeah, we hear two, two yeah, three. it was kind of like a matchup, but it was also the low guys were playing up really high, kind of more the wing than on. Than, than in the corners. Um, it just, it, and then they were, like you said, matching up, and it just, again, it, it slowed us down, threw us off. There were times where we figured out when and where to attack it, where we would get an easy look, but there were other times where we didn't know where to pass the basketball and, and led to usually a turnover or a bad shot. So, you know, we're just going to have to, again, continue to grow. Every game this season is a learning opportunity because of the lack of experience that nobody wants to hear, but here's the plan. Let's get rolling by conference tournament because we already know this team can beat anybody in the league. Hopefully, as the old baseball adage goes, Brooks, I use it a lot on this show, this one will end up looking like a line drive in the box score. Dayton a winner tonight, 53-51 over the Rhode Island Rams. What does head coach Anthony Grant think about this one? You're about to find out. He is live courtside with Larry Hansgen on the other side of this break right here on the Home of the Flyers. The home of the Flyers, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. The home of the Flyers, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Larry Hanskin back at the UD Arena where the Dayton Flyers defeat uh, Rhode Island 53-51 to the court with Coach Grant brought to you by Pickroll, Schaefer, and Ebling, the only law firm you'll ever need. Find out more at pselaw.com. A lot of things uh, go into winning a basketball game, a lot of skill sets, a lot of stat categories, but is the number one factor in winning a game being a competitor and did your team win this game because yeah. they competed Blair, that, that's what i'm most proud of you know i thought we showed a level of resiliency and toughness tonight you know sometimes when you're young you cannot you can you can have what's happening on the offensive end impact negatively what happens on the defensive end a night to, like tonight where we we couldn't make a shot you know shots weren't going in give uh Rhode Island credit, they did a good job. They were physical. They made it difficult for us. Um, you know, we, we, we had a tough time having any consistency offensively, but the guys consistently defended at a high level. Um, they consistently rebounded the ball at a high level, uh, and they made enough plays to put themselves in position to be able to win the game. And again, you know, I can't say enough about the, the defensive uh, consistency that this team has built over the last five games. It's been really impressive to see the way we're able to 
to take advantage of some of the some of the uh, the weapons that we have from a defensive standpoint to make it very difficult, you know, for our opponents to have success. And I thought our defense won the game for us tonight. And, and you said that before the game, you were going to have to defend, you're going to have to rebound, you're going to have to take yeah. care of the ball. Only 12 turnovers in the game, and that's uh, I know it's 12 more than you want, but yeah. it's 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 certainly a stat that's not going to get you beat. Um, rebounding, one rebound sticks out in my mind. Tumani Kamara, huge. who had a huge game. Yeah overall but gets an offensive rebound for you at the end of the game might have, that was a game-winning play no question no question it, it was great effort by him i thought he, he was outstanding tonight on both both sides for us made some really big plays for us and we had a lot of guys step up you know uh when you look at you know the, the struggles we had shooting the basketball and at the end of the game you know for malachi and for mustafa to step up to the line and and go four for four from the free throw line at big at big times with one and ones that was huge the guys did a great job in terms of being able to execute in the game situations where we needed to get the ball in bounds against pressure. Uh, so, you know, th there was a lot of things, I think, like we talk about every day. You know, it's, it's all learning for our group. It's all learning, you know, and it's great when you can learn through winning. You know, so we, we'll be able to take some things away. And, you know, like, like, like I told them, we saw some things today that I hadn't seen Rhode Island do all year, you know, in terms of uh, – the, the amount of zone they played, uh, the one-three-one defense they played, the way they guarded, uh, you know, specific actions today, you know, so so teams are making adjustments here, you know, on the back half of, of conference play to try to take away some things for us. So now we've got to be good enough to make that next adjustment um, to keep ourselves in a position where where we can continue to have success. I think, you know, the thing I, I I'm really pleased with is. You know, we're developing a level of consistency on the defensive end that puts us in a position where even when we don't play well offensively, we still have a chance to win, right? So to me, the next thing is this team is more than capable offensively. So on nights when we have it going offensively, we got a chance to be a really potent team. And so that's the goal, to continue to, to, to get better and understand, you know, what we've got to do to continue to move the needle. Speaking of that defensive uh, consistency and growth, um, one of your young guys... Uh, sets a record tonight in, 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 in Deron Holmes uh, breaking the single season shot block record that had been held by the late uh, Steve McElvain and it, it just seems like he's his ceiling is so high yeah you know I think that that's a that's certainly a, a, a big honor for him and and, uh, and I certainly uh, you know you have to remember Steve you know on a, on a night like tonight you know where uh, you know he, he was so special I know to to this community and to this uh, to this university and this program but I think Deuce you know I think every game like I told him after it's all learning you know so uh, he was able to impact the game you know with his size with his length uh, picked up a couple of couple of fouls there that I, I wasn't sure about but you know uh, I thought he was able to battle through you know going against two guys inside that were really big and physical actually three of them that were really big and physical and uh, yeah, I thought he was up to the task. All right. Uh, congratulations, Coach. Great win. Appreciate it. Go Flyers. Right. All right. Uh, that does wrap things up here. Dayton on the road for two next week at VCU Wednesday, then uh, at St. Louis on Saturday. So two more physical games on tap, but uh, they earned their stripes here tonight. That wraps things up here. On behalf of our engineer producer here courtside, Kirsten Johnson, and Josh Pastorino filling in for the legend tonight, I'm Larry Hanskin. One more time, our final was Dayton 53, Rhode Island 51. Now stick around for more of Flyer Feedback. The home of the Flyers, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk.
the Bud Light Post Game Show on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Brought to you by Bud Light. Where there's fun, there's a Bud Light there. Premier Health, proud to be the official health care provider for UD Athletics. Learn more at premierhealth.com slash UD. Frickers, for over 30 years, has been the home of fun, food, sports, and spirits. Care Source, individual and family health insurance that has you covered with kindness. Vandalia Blacktop and Seal Coating, make your parking lot look great again. Go to VandaliaBlacktop.com to see how. And by Logan AC and Heat Services, the official heating and cooling partner of the UD Flyers, helping fans stay comfortable all season long. The Bud Light Post Game Show on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. University of Dayton basketball is a presentation of 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. The announcers for today's game were chosen in conjunction with the University of Dayton. Get up, Flyer fans. It's the show just for you. Flyer Feedback, presented by Bud Light. Flyer Feedback is brought to you by Flanagan's Pub. For all of your UD Flyer game day food and drinks, check out the newly remodeled Flanagan's on Stewart Street. Enjoy that same Flyer faithful experience you've grown accustomed to since 1976. Bud Light, where there's fun, there's a Bud Light there. Premier Health, proud to be the official health care provider for UD Athletics. Learn more at premierhealth.com slash UD. And by Logan AC and Heat Services, the official heating and cooling partner of the UD Flyers, helping fans stay comfortable all season long. Call in with your comments or questions. 457-1290. Flyer feedback on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. Hey there. Welcome to Flanagan's Pub, everybody. It's John Bedell, former Flyer Brooks Hall, and you here at the newly renovated Flanagan's Pub, live for Flyer feedback. Dayton a winner tonight, 53-51. The two-point win gets Dayton to 14-7 overall and 6-2 and in A-10 play. Brooks, it wasn't always pretty, uh, but it is a win, and there's really not style points in college basketball, so hopefully get some distance between us and this one, and we'll just look at it in the win column. That's all that matters. 6-2 yeah, and two in play. 6-2 in conference play. Just keep it moving, man. Get, I mean, it wasn't pretty, and we'll talk about it. Like, it's uh, offensively was not great, and yeah. I'm, being, I'm being nice, you know, offensively. just. But we're used to that. Like, our offense hasn't, right. hasn't really rolled the last few games. Um, no. For a minute, it, it, it felt like we figured it out, I don't know, maybe four or five games ago. I don't remember. We got rolling for a little bit, and then it just – our offensive efficiency just fell off a cliff. Yeah. Um, but but defensively, man, that's people should know by now that defenses are stable, and every single game um, we're going to have a chance to win every single conference game because of our defense. Teams are going to struggle to score on us because of our length, our versatility, the aggressiveness. We've got a rim protector. You know, we have the formula to be an excellent defensive team. We just got to figure out how to score. I mean, since, look, there are eight games in a conference play right now, Brooks, and in their eight games, they've allowed 53, 58, 63, 52, 50, 50 again, 61, and 51. So, like you said, defensively, I mean, they're, they're really putting clamps on people. The problem is with some of those games, VCU, they can only muster 52 themselves, and that's, you know, you're going to get involved in a, a rock fight, you know, kind of pace with VCU the way they like to uh, foul every possession. I believe they pronounce foul, by the way, havoc, I think is how they say it in, <laughs> yeah. in Richmond, I think. Uh, and, you know, George Mason, that was the hair-pullingly frustrating one, was you, you only score 49 points against the Patriots. But, you know, defensively, I think you're right, Brooks, they're locked in. It's just offensively is where they're tending to struggle as of late. Yeah, so major bright spot, though. Let's talk about the bright spot tonight. Because Malachi Smith, again, we for people just tuning in, 
sometimes stats are a little misleading. And I'm not looking at his final stats, but, but his stats looked good. I don't know how many turnovers he ended up with, but I know he had at least five assists, five rebounds. Statistically, it looked like a good, solid game. But what your eyes told you is a little bit different. That was, that was not a great, efficient game for, for Molly, what we're used to. Um, he had some timely turnovers, that kind of thing. But how beautiful is it that right on cue, Tamani Kamara steps up and has one of his better games since being, you know, being a flyer. I mean, he was dominant. That, that was the Kamara tonight that we thought. Of course, it wasn't a perfect game. But overall, that was the Kamara that we thought we were getting when he you know, announced that he was coming to UD. Yeah. He just – and I think he gets beat up on a little bit. It's a little unfair. Just because, yes, he turns it over way too much, but he's just not making shots. But, but all the other things have been there the entire season. He's a great, versatile defender. His motor is nonstop. He's physical. He, he's our best rebounder. He's done other things. Now – just when he's able to make shots, he puts it all together, and he looks like the best player on the court. He was the best player on the court in terms of point production tonight. He led all scorers, Brooks, to Monty Kamara did. How about this stat line? A double-double for him tonight. 18 points, 10 rebounds, 4 assists, and a block for Tumani Kamara. Yeah, he, he, he was the best player on the court tonight. Like That, that Tumani Kamara is the one that we thought we would see all year. Now, I'm not going to beat up on him at the end of the day. That, the one we saw tonight, hopefully that's the one we see the rest of the season. Um, you know, but then Deuce made some big, big plays down the stretch. Yeah, he did. You know, and he, he was playing really well, uh, but then he got into a little bit of foul trouble. Uh, had to go to the bench. I think he sat a little bit too long, in my opinion, but, you know, what do we know? But he sat a little bit too long. Uh, but when he came back into the game, it was some major plays that he made uh, kind of to end our scoring drought and, and, and got a tip in late in the game that allowed us to, to kind of yeah. keep that lead extended to get the win. Yeah, that tip in you mentioned, Brooks, he got it to 49-42 off a. Of miss from Tumani Kamara that was one of the ones that you know kind of pushed yeah. it back out to a little, little more breathing room for the Flyers as this one was kind of nip and tuck as the game was going on also we should mention Deron Holmes he was the second leading scorer for the Flyers tonight he had 12 points six rebounds and we should also mention six blocks which is key because he came into tonight through 20 games with 50 blocks the six he got tonight now gets him to 56 through 21 games and that now breaks the all-time uh, single-season block record. Uh, history for Deron Holmes-Brooks as he takes the, the block title in a single season from the late, great Steve McIlvain. Big Steve had 55 in a season his last year in a Flyers uniform. Deron has gotten 56 through fewer than 21 games because tonight was the 21st game they had this year that he played in. Yeah, but, and, you know, rest up Big Steve, but, but, but Deron Holmes is by far – the best shot blocker, at least that I've seen in my 20, 25 years involved with the program. I'm not going to disrespect anybody that I didn't get to watch back in the day. Right. But uh, but but th that man, I, if there was a better shot blocker, I need somebody to call in and, and tell me because just the, the timing, the anticipation, you know, the instincts, um, the, the hands. Because think about it. Here's the other thing. Here's also a beautiful thing. The shots he blocks, he keeps in play. So it's not like he's, he's smacking them out of bounds. And the, and, the, and the team retains the possession. His shot blocks typically lead to us also gathering the possession. Like, I mean, he's – and then forget the shot blocks. How about the, the amount of shots he alters that he doesn't get credit for? I mean, he probably, between blocking shots and altering shots, accounts for 10-plus misses a game. I mean, that, that's unreal when you really think about it. He – it's amazing what, what a difference having a hammer, and that's what he is, at the back end of your defense yeah. like that, Brooks. I yeah. mean, it, it's a big difference maker. Well, what it does is it gives you confidence on the perimeter 
to play aggressive, not be afraid to really take gambles or be aggressive because, yes, you want to be responsible for that date, and they, they call it guard your yard, guard your man. You don't want to rely on help, but it allows you to be confident if I play aggressive and happen to give up position or get beat, I got the best, one of the best shot blockers in the country sitting back there waiting. He cleans up a lot of defensive mess at the back end of that yeah, game. He, he, so he does. Really it does. It's just, he's fun to watch, man. It, well, the last thing I'll say about his shot blocking, even what he does so well, it, 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 he, the, the rule of vertic verticality where he does a great job when he jumps, his arms are typically straight up. So you're allowed to jump and make contact with, with a player. So, and the rest won't call it as long as you don't displace them and do all that. But he does a great job just contesting and showing his arms. Just makes it really hard on guys to finish around him. Yeah. And Dayton, you know, typically Brooks, a one-possession game between Dayton and Rhode Island probably uh, makes Dayton fans a little dyspeptic, <laughs> right? Because yeah, you think, it. oh, God, one-possession game with Rhodey. You think about Dustin Halanga, Jimmy Barron, Marquise Jones, Marquise Jones again, Xavier Munford. Yeah. Now, luckily, since 2017 and on, we also think of guys like Zerius Williams taking a break from his Xbox to hit a, a game-winning shot. And then also uh, uh, Baby D, Daryl Davis hitting the big shot against yeah. Rhodey to finally turn the tables and sort of exercise those Rhode Island demons, you know, that we've, right, we've right. had for so many years. So it's, it's good to see Dayton win a one-possession game against Rhodey because, man, we've seen that go the other way a whole lot of times in the past against this Rhode Island Rams program. Yeah, yeah. It, well, and it was good. Listen, it wasn't pretty. We all – it was kind of – as soon as I walked in here to see you, you were like, oh, that was that was disgusting. You know, it's so – I offensively, get, yeah, it's a little left. <laughs> no, I get it. Like, offensively, it's not it, it's not a pretty game to watch. Um, but at the end of the day, this year, we will take any win we can get. Yeah. Right? I mean, they're, they're, they're figuring it out each game. It's not going to look the same every game. Defensively, it's been looking the same. But all, how we get it done is not going to look the same every day or every game. But at the end of the day, getting that dub and, and getting better is what's important. And especially as we've talked about the position they're in. They've, they've got to win the A-10 tournament if they want to go dancing. Yeah. And when you're looking up in the conference standings chasing so far an undefeated in-conference play right. and top 25 David Wildcats team, Davidson Wildcats team, I mean, Brooks, you got to keep pace. And you, there's a big difference in the conference standings right now between 6-2 and two and 5-3. and three. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And this, this is a big one tonight to try to keep pace and, and to keep that, keep that top four seed, you know, push alive as we keep going. Yeah, I'm going to tell you, man, and, and kind of going a different direction, I'm glad – that that Monty, Tamani, he stepped up tonight because I'm concerned about Molly moving forward um, for a few games. So what's happening? We all know that he's this wrecking ball, aggressive, physical kind of guard. But but people need to remember he is a freshman who has never experienced this, this level of physicality. So right now his body is breaking down on him a little bit. He's dealing with a, a wrist injury, fell on his wrist. You, you, you've got your typical bumps and bruises that you go through at this level. You know, and I mentioned earlier, I saw, uh, you know, the trainer, Mike, he was stretching his hips or back. He had it like, literally the entire halftime. Um, so, you know, and you can see it affected him tonight in his decision making. He's just he's not as confident. He, he feeds off of his own confidence. So when he's not trusting his, his body 100 percent, it, it's going to affect his play a little bit. So that's what we're saying. So guys are going to until he can get healthy. Um, and, and get back close to, you know, 100%, guys are going to have to carry him because it's not going to look like the Molly we, we've grown accustomed to for a while. Yeah. Uh, this was a pretty slow night in the A-10. So Davidson is idle tonight, Brooks. Uh, and so Dayton is now just uh, one game back uh, in the loss column from the Wildcats. So i got to correct myself. They're not undefeated. They're 6-1 in conference play. Yeah, they, they lost uh, the other night. So they'll play tomorrow against LaSalle. So they're idle. So Dayton gains at least a half game on them tonight. So 
just a game back in the loss column. So they're sitting there at, you know, right now, second place in the conference. Yeah, and I think, I think VCU got them the other night. Um, yes. Yeah. You know, I think VCU right. got them. They survived. Uh, yeah, listen, that's the, that's the goal. I mean, we're trying to get the title. The, the, the league is up for grabs. Dayton is in that conversation. They can win the league championship. But let's just let's just keep it real. Everybody wants to see this Flyer team make the tournament. Like that, that's what it is. And, and Right. It, and that's the expectation here. That, that's it. Get to the tournament. Next year, the expectation even rises. Like, forget the tournament. We're talking Sweet 16, but we'll get to that later. Yeah. <laughs> but, but this year, get to the tournament. And how lucky or how fortunate are we that we still can actually have that conversation. They're not going to grab an at-large bid. No. But, but everyone knows we can roll through the conference tournament um, and, and snatch that, that auto bid. Now, if you do think they still have an at-large chance, I have some lovely oceanfront property in Phoenix I would really, <laughs> really like to talk to you about. So call me at 937-457-1290, and we'll talk about that transaction. Uh, yeah, you're right, Brooks. I do have to correct myself to, to piggyback off my earlier correction that Davidson has lost. They, as we mentioned, VCU got them on Wednesday night, 70-68. to yeah, So another man. close one-possession game. So Davidson get ranked, and the Richmond Rams come for him and uh, get the Wildcats on Wednesday. But uh, tonight... Dayton and Rudy, this was the sole game in the in the Atlantic 10 tonight, but a busy slate tomorrow uh, of league games. You've got uh, one, two, three, four, four, full slate of games tomorrow. LaSalle, Davidson, St. Louis, Duquesne, St. Joe's, and St. Bonaventure. Boy, talk about the Bonnies. Yeah, They're well, coming back to earth, man. That's, woo. They lost to George Mason earlier this week. It's not been a great stretch for Mark Schmidt and company. And then the uh, intra-city rivalry between VCU and Richmond. Uh, they'll play tomorrow afternoon at 4. But, hey, Dana winner tonight, and, and by two points over URI in, in, a, in a, you know, offensively it wasn't the prettiest, Brooks, but defensively they got it done. And Anthony, he's been talking about for the last, since VCU, the resiliency and the toughness he's been seeing because yep. you could tell he was steaming mad after that VCU game against the lack of both of those things. And that's the consistency I've heard in, in Anthony's postgame assessment since VCU of there's that level of consistency, there's that level of toughness, resiliency that, that is – consistently there now well yeah because what's frustrating what was frustrating at that time to them to the staff defense is something you can control like that's more controllable controllable than a, than an efficient offense right. having an efficient offense is a little tougher right there's a lot of, a lot more variables you gotta have good ball handling and decision making and all these defense is a little bit easier to control you have to be able to communicate and, and know your rotations and all those things but it all starts with with effort an attitude, the attitude that, that just have pride that I'm not going to let you score. Yeah. And, and so he was starting to see a little bit of letdown in their effort and intensity on the defensive end, which is unacceptable. Right. And so they addressed it just like they addressed it early on in the season when the Austin, all those by losses, right. the by games, yeah. and, and before, right before they went to Orlando and won the tournament, literally they started having two-a-days. That's unheard of. You, nobody has two-a-days in the, in the middle of the season. That's a preseason thing. But he wanted to get their attention. It worked. Same thing he did after the VCU, VCU loss. He got their attention. And he, Anthony did not put lipstick on the offensive pig tonight. He said, look, it was just <laughs> it was a game where we didn't make enough shots. It's just that's, that's what it was tonight. But yeah. I think, you know, the positive Anthony pulled out of that when he was talking to Larry in the postgame was they had a bad offensive night. And yeah. that, as you know, Brooks, you played – that can affect your defense. Dayton didn't allow that to happen tonight. So Great point. while it was a rough night offensively, there's no denying that. At least they hung tough and, and kept the defensive effort up, and they're able to eke out a win. But, hey, it counts the same last time I checked. Dayton winner, 53-51. They're now 14-7 on the year, 6-2 in A-10 play. It's John Bedell, Brooks Hall, and you here live from Flanagan's for Flyer Feedback. 
It continues on the other side right here on the Home of the Flyers. This is Flyer Feedback, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. You're listening to Flyer Feedback on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Call with your questions and comments now, 457-1290. Flyer Feedback on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Hey, everybody, welcome back into Flanagan's Pub for the final time tonight. Dayton winner, 53-51, a two-point win over the Rhode Island Rams. Gets Dayton to 14-7 overall and 6-2 and in A-10 play. They are now just one game back in the loss column behind first place Davidson Wildcats sitting there at 6-1. and And we're here all here at Flanagan's celebrating this Dayton win. It's John Bedell, former Flyer, Brooks Hall, and you here for Flyer Feedback. The Bud Light Mike is available. We're going to go there. We're going to go to the Bud Light Mike. It's Jim from Metuchen, New Jersey, class of 2009. John, good to see you, brother. Good to see you, Jim. Jim G, class of 09. Time of my life. All right, <laughs> we're on the Bud Light mic. So, I have a question. Who do you think has been the best point guard in the last 10 to 15 years we've had Brian Roberts London Warren Jalen Crutcher and Scoochie Smith out of those four guys who do you think has been the best point guard for our UD Flyers I'm going to go off the chart with D, Stephen Thomas. <laughs> loaded, absolutely loaded question. Nah, I mean, not for me. I think it, it's – those are all great point guards. For me, because you and I talked off the air, and you're, you're, you and I talked off the air, and you said Jalen, right, o over, over Brian Roberts. That was your final two. So, for me – the only reason I, I, I pick, I agree, Jalen, I believe, was the best overall point guard. I think we're going to see him make an NBA roster eventually and, and be an NBA lifer. I, I think he's actually going to eventually stick on a roster. He's that good. Brian Roberts, you know, made the league, played there, but, but I don't think Brian was a natural point guard. I think he was a combo guard that could play the point. He was more of that off-ball shooter, but he was forced to play point guard here. And then even in the NBA, he was able to make a career out of it. But, but he was more of a natural kind of two-guard for me. Jalen Crutcher is that, that all-around floor general. If you're asking me who would I start my team with out of those four, I'm picking Jalen for sure. What about you, John? If I'm starting a team? Yeah, out Rob, of those four. Be Rob. Yeah? Yeah. But if I got a shot to make and I'm starting another team, Jalen Crutcher because of his massive amounts of football. <laughs> you got a T-shirt? Yeah, no, I need to get the T-shirt, though. You know the T-shirt we're talking about, right? With the wheelbarrow he's and the... Using, he's using a... Yeah. Oh, you need to... <laughs> we'll send you a picture. You need to see this thing. I'll get it for you. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, I, yeah. That's I a mean, good question. B-Rob, man, question. he was fun to watch back in my day. Oh, he was a monster. B-Rob was there. Oh, we was overlapped at UD, but, yeah. man, Jalen was... Jalen was also... They're special in their own kind of ways. That's, that's, a, what, that's tough. To that's why it was a tough question, just because they're two different players. Yeah. I mean, if you wanted a bucket... Jalen. 
What? Well, down a down a stretch, but okay. No, you just wanted a bucket. Oh, just fill it up. Just a bucket. Yeah, B Rob was a scorer, man. He, he was right. Yeah, now down the stretch, both of them. I mean, they both can make big shots, right? Yeah. But that's a good question, man. Yeah. Good question. And that, that was so good. We're going to end the show on that tonight. Jimmy G, class of 09, time of my life. Hey, that's going to do it for us, everybody. One more time, Dayton winner, 53-51. We will talk to you Tuesday after Dayton and VCU in Richmond. The Seagull Center is more life-altering than a long weekend at your in-laws. It's also less crowded than a phone booth. So we will see you on the radio Tuesday night, Flyer fans. Until then, from my partner tonight, Brooks Hall, I'm John Bedell saying thanks for listening, everybody, and go Flyers. This is Flyer Feedback, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk.